Hey everyone, I'm Erica Bazell, and in the over 10 years I've been in the health and wellness industry, I have become so passionate about all things wellness. I have a crazy love for learning and have devoted my career to sharing everything that I learned so that you can live your healthiest, most energized, highest vibe life. Each week I will share with you my thoughts on wellness, everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, relationships, and more. Welcome to my confessions in whole body health. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. I am here with my good friend Justine and we are here to talk to you today about limiting beliefs and how they are holding us back in everything that we are trying to achieve. So Justine, I'll have you introduce yourself first. Well, first I want to thank you so, so much for inviting me on here. You are just a beautiful soul and I'm completely honored to be talking with you about one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, and that's fear. Uh, but I am Justine Broker. I am a mom, wife, full-time employee, and identity coach online. And I love to help women find their authentic truth and really step into what makes them shine and um, just you know have them embrace it and, and enjoy life the way it's supposed to be. Yes, I love that. So tell me first, what is authentic truth? So, you know, we're all conditioned. We have all been conditioned our entire lives thinking you're either being too loud or you need to be thin to be, you know, accepted. You have to act a certain way. You have to do certain things. And that's just not true for everyone. And it wasn't until I really had that come to Jesus moment with myself where I was just exhausted and, you know, constantly trying to please everyone and be whatever, what I thought everyone wanted me to be. When I finally stepped into, no, I'm weird. I'm, I'm quirky. And, and that's just who I am. And it started like life just flows. Like things are easier. Things just come more naturally. And it's not as tiring because you're not having to put this mask on and try to please everyone or be who you think everyone thinks you're supposed to be. Oh, yes, absolutely. So how do you describe limiting beliefs when you talk with your clients or, you know, you're sending your message out into the world? It usually starts with, I can't. Whenever I hear a client say, I can't do that, or if they're struggling with something, you know, like I don't have time or I don't know how to do that. It's usually fear and, and we don't like to be uncomfortable. It's like human nature. Our, our ego wants to keep us in the safe little package of what we know. And as soon as we start to step out of that, we start to get in our heads and think, no, this isn't right, or this is going to backfire, or I'm going to fail, or no one's going to like this. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. That's just our head saying, trying to keep us safe. So a lot of times when people have limiting beliefs or they're struggling to achieve something, it's a simple fear or an experience they've had in the past that made what they believe today to be the truth if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, can you share like an example either personally or maybe with a client or something that you've had in the past? Yes. So I had a client and she is very shy. She's uh, very introverted and she had some childhood trauma where she was constantly told, you know, don't do that. Or if she was, you know, being when she was a kid, you know, don't act that way. That's not cool. Or she was made fun of. So then she enters adulthood and she thinks, you know, the judgment's going to come if she acts like herself. So she feels her truth. She knows her truth, but to actually exude it out and let others see it, she has that fear of, I'm going to be, you know, there's going to be retaliation against me. People are going to say mean comments. I'm going to be hurt. And so she keeps to herself. And so we really have to work through getting through or work through that barrier of comfort and knowing that even if someone did say they didn't like something, you're going to be okay on the other side of it. You know, we, we paint this picture of these fears or these scenarios and in all reality, they're bigger than they ever would be. So it's a lot of getting uncomfortable and challenging them it's, it's kind of like kicking in the tush and giving a hug, <laughs> you know, like, no, there's no time for excuses right now. This is what you want. This is what you want to achieve. And this is what, um, to get to the next step, this, you have to go for what you want without being, uh, uh, you know, apologizing about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's something it's, these limiting beliefs can be applied to so many different areas of everyone's lives. So like how you had mentioned with like, you know, caring about what people think and this fear of judgment and, um, you know, not looking stupid or doing the wrong thing or having someone disagree with you. And it can even go so much as I hear it often with my clients of their beliefs around, the foods that they're supposed to eat or the workouts they're supposed to do. And it really is what ends up holding them back in reaching any of their goals and they don't even know it. Totally, totally. And, and I, I, I've seen that as well. You know, people want to feel better in their skin, but they don't know that it does, you don't have to kill yourself to get there. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to not eat the cookie that's sitting on the tray. The cookie was for you. But, you know, you just, there's so, there's just so many things that enter our minds that, that completely block us from ever taking a step towards what we want. And, and I think like with you too, it, you know, I'm sure you notice people, they, they are somewhere they want to be better. So they just think about the big picture and this is what I want. And it gets so overwhelming where you almost crawl back into your rabbit hole and you know, that that's too much work. I'm not going to succeed. I'm just going to make it, you know, a fool of myself and then nothing ever comes of it. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like, especially with stuff in like health related that, you know, if, if I can't make this big, you know, huge transformation, lose all of this weight or completely change my diet, all these different things, then what's the point? And so then people get deterred from doing anything 
even though they really deep down know that it's the small changes that make the difference in the first place. Totally. Totally. Yes. And even like speaking from my weight loss uh, experience, two, two and a half years ago, I started working out and I started noticing the results. And after two years of working out every single day, like hit after hit after hit and watching what I eat, you know, I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I got the six pack and I still wasn't happy with who I saw in the mirror. And I think a lot of with diet culture and in the health industry, we, we have this visual of what we want to be, but it's so much deeper than that. You know, like I still wasn't happy with the six pack when I had it. (laughs) So it's gone, but you know, it's just, that's what we work for because we think that's what society will accept, or that's what makes us look good or feel good. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. Yes, absolutely. You had mentioned before about a lot of times these limiting beliefs and these fears um, that we notice them by how we say that we can't do something. Um, what are some other ways that like you can become aware of having these limiting beliefs in your own life? I think a lot of it is becoming in tune to your body and knowing the difference between Am I going to be safe? Is this aligned with what's true to me versus am I trying to stay stay comfortable? You know, there's fear in kind of two different perspectives there. And and I think a lot of times we just think, oh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm I'm sweating, my stomach hurts, I'm shaking, I'm not going to move forward with this because that's my body's way of telling me not to do it. When really it's just your body doing something that it's not used to, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to come out on the other side where you want to be. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm trying yeah. to, okay. It, it's like, um, you know, we're told, we're told to think, think to make decisions. You got to think, use your head, use your head, use your head. And that's the last place you want to be ever is in your head. That's not where we're supposed to make decisions. That's not where we're supposed to be inspired by listening to your heart and your gut and your body. And just knowing like, no, I will be okay. I will, even if I'm not, you know, if it, I don't have the outcome that I want, I'm going to be okay on the other side of whatever I'm doing. You take back your power. And, and I, there's something just so powerful about that. And you can totally see it when people really leap into that, which is so cool. Yes. It makes me think about how often I'll have clients that I talk to them about listening to their body to help inform, you know, what kind of workout are you supposed to be doing? Or are you eating the things that you should be eating? You know, how does it make you feel? And often I get this question then later, that's like, well, am I listening to my body and my body needs to rest or am I making an excuse for myself because I don't want to do the work? And you had said about really finding what's aligned with, you know, what you want, where you're going, what really feels good to you. And it's, that's kind of where that differentiation comes from of the excuse versus your body needs to rest. Right. Exactly. And you know, like when it comes to workouts, 
that's one thing I did not do was listen to my body. My body was like, you need to like slow it down to yoga. Like we don't need to do our seventh hit in a row today. But I was like, no, I'm going to fall backwards if I don't where I could have done something like a stretch or had an off day and been completely fine. It was me completely ignoring what my body was saying and allowing my limiting belief to drive. And yeah, it's, it's something you almost have to experience. And then it's like the light bulb goes off, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, we're not taught to listen to our bodies. You know, we're taught to know you need to do this. You need to push through it. You need to whatever. And while, yeah, you, you push through your, your mind telling you to stop. There's, there's just such a big difference. And, you know, even asking like, why, why am I not feeling like doing this? Is it because I'm tired or is it just because I don't feel like doing it? Am I bored? Am I, you know, am I sore? Am I, or am I just flat out ignoring it all? But yeah, exactly. And I just, I feel like that's like something that I come across so often is that people try to follow these crazy workout plans or even on the other side, like um, some sort of like super restrictive diet. And it's like, well, I'm just because I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to. And it was funny because I once had a client who had experimented with the keto diet and she actually came to me after maybe a few weeks and she was like, yeah, I hated it. I'm, I would never do that again. And I was like, wow, I'm like, what, what happened? And she's like, I felt like crap. She's like, I went to, I did a race and I felt like garbage. She's like, I wasn't performing at the top of my game. So why would I want to keep doing that? And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Like you have to listen to your body in those moments because if you just keep doing you know, whatever your program says or whatever someone else is telling you to do and you feel like garbage the whole time, then what is the point? Exactly. And that's what I admire you so much about with your coaching is that every person has their own motive. Every person has their own lifestyle, you know, and, and to be able to give them a plan that would work for them and make adjustments along the way that's when you see six like lifelong results that are sustainable and that they can keep doing and have the piece of cake and not feel guilt about it. And, you know, that's, that's the type of healthy lifestyle that I just wish everyone could achieve. Absolutely. Me too. I actually, I heard, was listening to someone speak recently and they had mentioned that a lot of these different things that are out there. So like the HIIT workouts or the keto diet or whatever else is out there, those are all just tools. And not every tool is right for every job. You wouldn't use a hammer when you really need to use a drill. Yes. And you have to experiment with them. And so that's fine. So when clients come to me and they're like, well, should I try this? I'm like, well, you can try it. But then at the end of the day, how do you feel from it? Do you feel better doing that thing or do you feel worse? Right. That should tell you if you should be doing it or not. 
Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you just need that, that voice, that, that voice from the outside saying it's okay to not be okay with something. And, and I noticed this too with, uh, I was in network marketing for two and a half years. I promoted a product. I had a pill and a shake and all that fun stuff. And I lost weight while I was on it. You know, I was motivated to lose the weight, but then I was showing up in a way of you take this product, you're going to have a six pack <laughs> and people would get on and they weren't doing the workouts every day. They weren't watching what they ate. They weren't cutting out the pop and all that stuff. So no, it's not going to work for you. And I think that's, that's what makes me so sad now that I become aware that that's kind of what the diet culture and network, you know, like the products, that's kind of where it's gone um, because everyone wants a quick fix. They don't want the hard work to figure out what's right for them to achieve the, the goals that they want, which is different for every single person too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for some people, a lot of times fitness and health related goals usually at some point starts at, you know, something like a physical, the way that they look, whether, you know, how their clothes are fitting or they look in the mirror and aren't happy with themselves. And that's fine. I like to say like there's being comfortable in your body but at the same time, knowing is that like who you're supposed to be? Are you, do you, are, do you look that way? Do you fit those size clothing because you're not taking care of yourself or because you are taking care of yourself? And it has nothing to do with the actual number and the scale, the actual size of the pants, but are you taking care of yourself or not? And I feel like so many people then feel this like extrinsic motive motivation to go like balls to the wall at any of these things but then they like stop pretty quickly when they're not getting the fast results that they wanted yeah like like you said there is no magic pill there might be supplements special workouts that might help you changing your diet might help you but there's no quick fix there's no waving a magic wand and it's gone right it's a crutch. It's, it's completely, you know, do you want to be able, do you want to have to depend on this product for the rest of your life? Or do you want to use it as a tool to help you get to where you want to be? And at the same time, adapt the lifestyle that's going to keep that result real. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. I, there's just so many people that were like, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Well, no, it, it's not that it didn't work. It's just that I was giving off this message that this is all you had to do and this is what you would receive. And I think that there's just so much of that out there. Um, and it's really sad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just thinking how recently I've seen in my social media feed like more and more people start any of these different products and, and programs that are out there. And it's like right now, okay, great. You're, you're, you're starting it. Like you're on the right track. You're, you're starting to do the work, but then I always like think about, okay, but are they digging deeper? Right. Like there's more to the work than just the work out. There's more to the work than making a healthy meal. Totally. 
Totally. And it should never feel like a burden. And, you know, in a sense, any new routine is going to feel a little like cumbersome. Right. But your, your why should motivate you enough to push through that where it's not like completely consuming your good mood. You know, like I tried like starving myself, not doing carbs, and I will never, ever, ever, ever do that again because I was the most angry person on this planet. I love my carbs. I love my pasta. I love my pizza. Like don't take my carbs for me. And I was so tired. And, you know, people are working out and they're doing the thing and they've got all the results. And I'm like, that's the last, I just want to sleep and, and I just want to eat. And that should have been my first flag of this isn't going to work for you. It, it works for them, but it's not going to work for you. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, how did you feel? You felt like crap. Like crap. Oh my God. <laughs> I would never wish that on anyone. <laughs> and and it's like, I totally get that that works for some people, but I know I'm just like you in that aspect. Like, I I feel like garbage when I do something like that. And so then I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Or like even vegetarians or like vegan, like power to you, sister, for doing that. But that's just not a a lifestyle that I could ever stick to and still have the quality of life that I drive to achieve, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's so important where people try and jump that like, Oh, being vegetarians, healthier, being vegans, healthier. You could say that about literally anything out there, yeah. but it's, you have to know yourself. You have to know what actually could possibly work for you. And maybe you try it and you figure out it doesn't work for you or that it does. And that's great. But if you know that you could never cut something completely out, if you're not allergic to it, then why put yourself through that? Because you'll just rebound back and start eating it again. And then you'll beat yourself up because you ate it. And then it's this vicious cycle over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and touching on limiting beliefs, you know, I think so many people fear failure there. No one wants to fail. No one wants to, you know, start something and not finish it. And I just, you know, that that's just part of my message as well is it's okay to fail. You want to fail. You want to fall on your face. You, cause that's when you learn the most, you know? And so you, you pick a diet keto and you feel like crap, okay, well, I'm not going to do that or anything like that. <laughs> okay, yes. try this. And you start again, because at the end of the day, we have the choice as to whether we find something else that works, or we just give it all up to get all together. And, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of get stuck in this vicious circle of getting nowhere. Yes, absolutely. That I always think that like we're in these instances, we're our own worst enemy in that exactly that. I agree that people I think are totally afraid of failing. Yeah. You know, they commit to doing whatever this workout is or diet plan, whatever. And then they're talking about it all over social media. They're telling anyone who will listen that they're doing this thing. And then they have this fear of failing. How do I tell these people now? 
that I was so gung-ho about this that it didn't work or I didn't like it or it wasn't for me. Totally. Yes. And that's the people pleasing part of us that we were raised to do. You know, you don't want people to think badly of you. You don't want people to think that you didn't achieve something that you set out to do. And I mean, each month, each month I start and say, how I'm going to fail five times this month. What's it going to be? I set myself up for that failure, knowing that I can take messy inspired action and still be okay because I've given myself that permission. And it sounds really silly, but it's, it's me. It's how I've been able to overcome that, that fear of what others will think or what others may, you know, what if they don't think I'm a good coach? What if they don't think, you know, I know what I'm talking about, what the imposter syndrome just kicks in full force. Um, but if you allow yourself to be like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try five things and one of them's going to work. You're automatically taking out that failure piece or in your, you're taking that away from your ego because you're, you're ready for it. It's going to happen. Yes, absolutely. Do you have any other like tips for working through something that we might be afraid of? Give yourself grace. Just give yourself grace. I I think that that's like my motto. I need to get it on a t-shirt because we are so hard on ourselves. And, you know, if we just took time to embrace the journey and learn along the way, instead of thinking we're this awful failure you know, person who doesn't deserve anything, just to say, no, I, I learned from this and now I'm moving on and I'm going to be okay. It completely shifts the perspective of what happened, what you didn't do or what you're feeling guilty about or shaming yourself about. Just, you should never shame yourself for not achieving what you set out to do. Because it wasn't meant to be that way. But I bet you learned something from that thing to move forward. Yes, 100%. That's like the number one thing that I tell people when they're, when they're getting down on themselves. It's just give yourself grace. You're going wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be better. Um, it's... It has to be. It's the only option. <laughs> yeah. And if it's, if I always think if it's not better, like, okay, it went backwards in some way. Okay. Then there's the next day. You just give yourself grace, get back up, keep going. It has to get better eventually. Exactly. Perfect. So where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Facebook. Um, Justine Broker is my name. Um, you can find me on Instagram at The Pineapple Project, project with two T's, and on TikTok. Uh, that's where I spend the majority of my time empowering ladies to do things that terrify them. So, and, and my username is my name. If you need ever have like a bored moment, Follow the scene on TikTok. It will occupy you 
for hours and it will be well worth it. I love you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. I I feel like I could have talked to you for another hour. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'll make sure I include your social media handles in the show notes and I'll be talking to you soon. Perfect. Thanks guys.